0: Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hi. New new
1: intro, new year, new intro. Um, okay. So, first of all, I have some, I guess they call it housekeeping to get to.
0: We don't do housework in this show.
1: Uh, well, correction corner. I like okay, that. Okay, I have a very embarrassing correction for the Patty Hearst um episode. Wow. I mean, it's not that embarrassing because I am stupid. <laughs> um I don't know how I did this, but I completely fucked up someone's name. Whose name? Defreeze. His first name is actually Donald, and I for some reason called him Dennis. The whole episode. Yes, Desi. Look, I think I tried to make it more seventies. I have no idea how I did that, and here's how stupid I am. I like was looking something up that I'll get to in a second to like talk about it today. And I noticed that it said Donald. And I was, like, I was like, no, his name is Dennis. And I was like, I can't believe Jeffrey Toobin wrote his name Dennis oh, in the book. My <laughs> like, I God. honestly didn't think I had made a mistake. The only thing I can think is that, like, when I, like, spell checked it, like, I had a fuck up. And it just accidentally changed it. Like, my, my typo was so bad, it changed it to Dennis. Oh, no. And then I just kept it that way throughout the whole show.
0: I'm going to go back
1: in the show. And whenever
0: you say Dennis, I'm going to go, Donald. Donald.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not the biggest deal, because I do think I ended up calling him to freeze a lot. Um, But yeah, so Correction Corner. I don't know how I did that. We're going to get
0: like 51 star reviews, like, ah, excuse me. I was like, honestly, luckily,
2: no one really knows. These (laughs) dumb bitches get the game wrong. Look,
1: if I get a few dumb bitch uh, reviews, I'll be very happy. So the reason I figured that out was because someone in the Facebook group asked more about how John Waters and Patty met. And so I tried to like find that information for them. Not a whole lot. I found one interview. I did like a really deep search for 30 seconds. (laughs) I didn't really look too hard for it, but I did find one interview with him and he actually went to her trial. Yeah, I know. So like, that's how they met. They met at her uh, trial. um, And he, in this interview I found said that she kind of wanted to make a new life for herself. That's why he started casting her in the movies And he actually said, I wouldn't have cast her, but she actually is funny. Like, she's a good comedian, etc. So, yeah, I couldn't find out if they're still friends, but I don't... I didn't see any, like, falling out. So it could just be, like, they never were, like, close friends.
0: I mean, I've seen pictures, like, at every movie that she's in. She's always at the premiere and they're taking pictures. Yeah.
1: I just think they have different lifestyles probably. So they're not like BFF, but yeah. So they, he went to her trial and that's how they met. And I think that's how he met like Leslie Van Houten. He likes to go to these trials. I've actually never been to a trial. I haven't either. Is it even possible to do that anymore? Like it seems like such an old thing. Like when they didn't care. But now true crime is so big. I bet a lot of people want to go to trials, right? Like
0: <laughs> They don't want to get crazy bitches like us there. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, so who knows? Anyway, there was a few updates. I'm going to do the sort of more serious stories first. There was an update on the case of influencer Bianca Devins that I think you covered her yes. case. That is um, the 17-year-old... I guess she was an up-and-coming influencer. I'm not quite sure. They called
0: her an influencer, but it was kind of debatable. Yeah. She uh, was a young girl. She was a young
1: girl trying to do her thing on social media, like like all of us. <laughs> uh, anyway, her killer, the guy's name is Brandon Clark. He uh, was accused of fatally stabbing her. Um, I think he kind of thought... They were going out, but it, it was pretty un- pretty clear that they never were. It was right. sort of like his building up this relationship. He's 21 years old. He pleaded guilty to second-degree murder um, on Monday. So there's not going to be a trial Basically, which is good. I think he, he, I mean, he literally got caught red handed. He posted it to social media. Yeah. He posted it to social media. And then he also was trying to, um, kill himself. Right. Yeah. And the cops, uh, kind of caught him midway or something. So he had previously said that he was going to plead not guilty. I don't know why he changed his mind. He does face a maximum sentence of 25 years to life. Uh, she was, um, oh, this this People magazine article says that she was a TikTok person, too. Well,
0: we're way too old
1: for that. Yeah, I don't... Someone was trying to get me to go on TikTok today. They're like, you have to go on TikTok. And I'm like, why? Like, why do I have to? <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't know why. Like, I see all the good TikToks on Twitter. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they get posted. Right. Like, what else is there? And she's like, you got to download the app. I was like, uh, once I hear that, uh, I'm done. I have done. too I can't, many apps on I don't want to download an app.
0: I don't have time for it. So...
1: He basically, like, after he killed her, just to, like, refresh you on the case, he calls 911 and stabbed himself in the neck. And then the officers basically came to the scene where she was already dead. Right. Uh, it was a pretty grisly murder. And, yes, as Rachel mentioned, he did post it um, on social media. Or was it, like, some weird website type deal? I can't remember. Um, but, yeah. So he he's going to prison it's kind of a sad story because really they're both sad. really young and yeah. like, uh, wow. It's awful. So um, the other update is Lori Vallow, <laughs> the Mormon mom, who oh. uh, there's not much of an update, but I guess this week it was um, revealed that her late husband did have a one million dollar life insurance policy. This is the one
0: whose children are still missing. The
1: children are still missing. I did hear a, I was listening to another podcast, I think it was last podcast, their um, mini side stories. Yeah, and they said that she returned from Hawaii and she had her 17 year old daughter's cell phone on her person, oh. like uh, which is odd. It's such a weird story, like, I feel like. You know, there's always these like missing children and missing women, like wives or whatever stories, and they're all obviously sad and tragic. But this has got to be one of the wilder ones that we've heard (laughs) in a very long time. Well,
0: she she was accused or rumored, like people speculate that she killed her husband.
1: Yes, and that he killed his wife, and that her brother died. Remember, there was like five mysterious deaths, like. It's just a lot. So the kids still haven't been found, but obviously the fact that she had the cell phone is odd. And now there's this evidence that there was this huge life insurance policy. For the husband. For the husband. Um, is that, that, the, she, new that yes, that's the new information that Yes, that's the new information. And I think that she basically got cut out of that after he died, like, his family was able to kind of be like, oh, wait, hold up. Like, she doesn't... The kids don't get this or she doesn't get this. So that was definitely um, something people were bringing up this week as as sort of like a motive. Uh, Although I don't know that we need a motive because they're in some weird sort of weird Mormon offshoot cult or something. So I'm really curious why this woman is not in jail. (laughs) Like, I don't get why is she still right or hasn't been brought in for questioning. Like how is she in Hawaii? Like I can't even go to Hawaii and she's like vacationing in Hawaii when her kids are missing. Like how one of her kids is seven. Like it's not like she has a 20 year old and an 18 year old and she's like something is like going on here and I just can't quite figure out what the fucking deal is. And um, I can't wait to like find out all the details of yeah. what this bitch has done because you know, it's going to be fucked up. Now, another kind of follow-up uh story is um about Corey Feldman. Did you see that his new documentary that's gonna expose Hollywood's pedophile ring is going to be aired? I, I think we talked did. did we talk about that on his episode when we, we did the um Coreys?
0: Uh, did we talk about him that he was trying to make a do he I mean we talked about
1: like his recent tweets and stuff. Right. I couldn't remember if that was part of the case. I, don't I, I know. feel like we touched on it was this so briefly. Long ago. Um, but anyway, the movie is called "My Truth: The Rape of Two Corries." Uh,
0: that sounds vaguely familiar. And my
1: title. is in parentheses for some reason. I have no idea. Maybe it's why like truth? Oh. It's not
0: just my truth. It's, it's also truth. it's also Corey Haim's truth.
1: Got it Um, So yeah The Rape of Two Corys It's going to be released I think it's going to be released On like Some kind of Pay-per-view type thing On March 9th And it's going to be An expose Where he And he's referred to As a musician In this article um, What is this place Sorry Mew Is the name of the publication M-E-A-W-W So it sounds legit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is the publication that published this article. There's probably other others I could have chosen. For some reason, this was the one I picked. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like we should get this. We should watch this. Absolutely, we should watch it, and we'll talk about so it. So it's going to stream live at 8 p.m. on the West Coast, um, so 11 p.m. East Coast on March 9th. Uh, it'll be Feldman, his family, friends, and colleagues, like, Watch like while it's streaming, they're gonna have like a private streaming and be live tweeting. Whoa, the the documentary. Wait a minute,
0: so is it on like a network? That's what I'm trying to
1: find here. Let me go through the article.
0: What network is it on?
1: Feldman in a statement said that he is keeping a promise through the film to his best friend Corey Haim to reveal to the world about what really happened to the two when they were young actors in Hollywood. He has been promising this expose of high profile celebrities who engage in pedophilia and continue to be working in the entertainment industry. Um, So he's doing this with his wife, whose name is Courtney Ann Feldman. Uh, They recently shared a video, I guess, on social media that said the release date and detailed how the documentary has been in the works for at least three years. E-tickets are going to go on sale February 22nd. Feldman said that an innovative new technology and platform will be used to launch the film. So I'm not quite sure.
0: I mean, I'm happy for him to get a few extra bucks, but it would be a lot easier if you just put it on Netflix or something.
1: Well, what's your goal? To expose them or to make money, right?
0: I feel like he would still make wouldn't he still I mean, why can't it be on Hulu? Why can't it yeah, just be on uh, Or
1: why can't yeah, why can't someone buy it? I feel like TLC would buy it. Absolutely. Or one of, you know what I mean? Like E would buy it. Oh, the This is the first type it's the first time ever a movie will be shown this way, by the way. Well, that sounds complicated. It sounds like it's gonna probably be a disaster. Just because I feel like any time a new technology is used no one knows how in to a use major it. way, things happen. Yes. And if this is gonna be a big deal, which I feel like it could be, like for sure. Um I mean, it's definitely something for me that's must watch. It's gonna be between fifteen and twenty dollars. So if you get a group of people together, not that much money. Uh no advanced screenings will be had. Like this is it. That's this is like your chance to that, see it. That's yeah.
0: really odd that he's charging so much for this. If he wants more people to see it, maybe he's hoping that it's a success this way or it makes enough money that he can right. have a wide release. Somewhere he is else. saying
1: like he is not attempting to profit from the endeavor. So maybe this is what pays the expenses. He said. Our report stated that Netflix turned down the documentary because they felt the contents were too dangerous to be associated with. Maybe I don't because know. it was like. Like getting sued,
0: yeah. Like def- they were worried about defamation.
1: So maybe this is like covering the cost of this technology. That that's possible, or right? just
0: covering the cost of making the film.
1: Yeah, like all of it. Um, who knows? So yeah.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: Another little bit of an update that's a little funnier is this week we got to see a look at Olivia Jade, Lori Laughlin's daughter's fake resume. It was entered into evidence. Oh. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is the first time Lori Laughlin and her husband, Massimo Ginulli, that's a hundred percent accurate. The way I said that. Good job, Desi. Um, they said they knew nothing about this resume when they saw it, it was released by federal prosecutors. What
0: was this resume for? College.
1: <laughs> it was for her crew. Her. Her. She's a crew athlete for her rowing career. Rachel. It was a resume for her rowing co- career. Yes. It's a resume for her rowing career. I have it right here. Let's take a look at it. I mean, we all beef up our resumes. <laughs> but never for something that's a complete lie right because
0: she didn't have a row she wasn't a
1: rower on her resume it has things like skill set her skill set is um awareness organization direction and steering (laughs) like she really like i would have just been like yeah I, I, i i row like i wouldn't have gone overboard steering steering i guess that's when you're in the back like Sort of in charge of like I don't know how to row uh, awareness. That's kidding. an
0: odd thing to put on a resume. I'm very uh, maybe aware. if you're
1: like rowing, that's an important skill.
0: I didn't even know you had to have a resume to be. I
1: honestly rower and now not only does she have all this like resume of things, she has had herself win awards and place like ha- have high placements in like competition. Type These are things. fake. Yes, the whole thing is made up. Now, according to Lori Laughlin, like like she well of course she said she's never seen this um but she she said that the people they hired to like fucking lie and get her into USC like they basically went overboard like that's her new sort of thing like we asked them to do a little bit but not to go this crazy <laughs> like to make a fake resume i think it's like definitely I remember this in high school. There was definitely people who were like, We're going to college. Like it was like an experience more than getting an education necessarily. Yeah. They wanted to do the whole party scene, hanging out, sorority. We're just not that type of person. No. So I don't think we ever look at it for those reasons. Like I don't I'm not gonna go to college for a social scene. No. That's just not me. I'm hanging out in cities. <laughs> I don't uh, need to go to college. I like, partied like a college student in high school. That's the other thing. Like neither one of us <laughs> needed to go to college to get away from our parents and party. <laughs> that was not a thing I needed. Right. So I, I do know a lot of kids who never even drink basically until they get to college or have like a real freedom about it. Yeah. And they like lose their fucking minds the first year they're away. Right. Like I know a lot of people who like fucking fail their first year because they literally can't handle freedom.
0: Now, I definitely spent a lot of time when I was 19 on the uh, UC Santa Barbara. I didn't, obviously I was not
1: enrolled there. (laughs) Yeah, oh,
0: I spent time at NYU all the time. But (laughs) I spent a lot of time with those kids. Let me tell you, those kids at UC Santa Barbara,
1: they know how to party. Now, yeah. So that's basically it. I just like there's something so embarrassing to me about a fake resume. Like, she even did things like, I can do a man... I, I've i worked on a woman's boat and a man... Like, the lies are so up there. It's right. like, just, like, keep it... Look, if you're going to lie, keep it, keep it fucking low-key. Yeah. Let's do it. Now, this was a story that someone posted in our Facebook group. And it really stuck out to me because it's about a, a kind of satanic sex cult. Oh. This is a woman who went to the bathroom at a cafe and she came across a satanic sex cult meeting when she was in this vegan restaurant. In the bathroom? Yes. At a
0: vegan restaurant? Yes. Was it cafe
1: gratitude? No, it wasn't cafe gratitude. I wish. It's in New Zealand. And this is the story of a British woman that she told. Her name is um, Anya Driscoll. She's visiting a cafe called Bonnington Cafe in Valhall, uh, with her brother, when she made this shocking discovery, finding twenty people dressed in black robes and carrying ceremonial daggers, she shared the story on Twitter. This is
0: all happening in a bathroom, <laughs> a cafe bathroom. How big yeah, is this bathroom? I
1: know that's what. Yeah, she. Uh, now, this these people are members of a secret organization founded by um, the English occultist Alistair Crowley, who was once called the wickedest man in the world. Um, so she's enjoying her meal at this vegan eatery, supposedly. Her brother returns from the bathroom and urges her to go to the bathroom too. Like I think they're about to start their day, like go get you know, go go to the bathroom before we leave while we're here, that kind of thing. Yeah, because you
0: eat a lot of fiber yeah. at that vegan <laughs> she restaurant. She said <laughs>
1: He came back with an odd look on his face and she followed his lead expecting to find something uh some like bad art or something Someone took she a said. Bad <laughs> yeah. shit in the bathroom. <laughs> what she actually found was she followed signpost to the building next door. Like I guess the bathroom was like in the next building or something like that. You know how some places have those bathrooms that are not like on location? Right. <laughs> I hate I, that. Dude, I fucking if hate I have to walk down a staircase to the bathroom, I lose my fucking mind. I hate it
0: so much. It's so awful. Like you got to go
1: outside. I know you. They can't help it, but there's just something about that. I'm like, I'm never coming here again. <laughs> <laughs> That's how lazy I am. Um, so she had to step through like the door to get to this next building. Um, then the, the bathroom was on the third floor, according her. To her, she's like, I feel like I'm walking upstairs in a private home. <laughs> At the top of the stairs was like a landing. Um, and she's just, it's like a really weird like area. So they're not like in the bathroom. It's like where the bathroom is. There's like a little bit more of a room. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is where she sees this but, group of people. I
0: will say Desi, I do think it is a bit much. Like we just said, we don't like when we have to <laughs> yeah. like go outside, but whatever. Going up uh, flights of stairs, multiple flights of stairs. Yeah. That seems excessive.
1: Now she said the people were just talking. They were wearing black robes with daggers. Um, and she, she described it as an eyes wide shut type looking thing. I
0: feel like that's a little cliche. Yeah. You, you, ha- you have to come up with something a that's little like, more original. That's
1: her only like cult experience probably. So um, this cult is called the Order of um, Oriental Templars. This is an organization that was founded by Aleister Crawley. Uh, it's kind of a Freemasonry type. Deal and yeah, it's a satanic sex cult. This picture of Aleister Crowley, by the way. Oh my god, he's not hot, you he's guys! He's not hot, <laughs> he's,
0: he should be a lot hotter. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's just a funny, weird uh story. Uh, I would love to come across a satanic cult personally. Now, we have another um celebrity vagina story. Uh, <laughs> this time it's Erica Badu who wants to make vagina scented incense. Did you hear this story?
0: I did see that story. So
1: obviously we talked about the Gwyneth Paltrow pussy candle. Um, Now Erica Badu is announcing that she would like to sell her own vagina-scented incense. And then according to this article in The Guardian, she said the people deserve it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I
0: Look, I appreciate that she's actually trying to make something that actually smells like a pussy. Yeah, not just... Like saying it joke. after the fact right yeah 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 she's going for it and I respect that
1: now the Guardian actually talks to um a perfume maker about the possibility of making something like this yeah and they take it to like the next level uh this guy says it's certainly possible to make that there's thousands of obviously like thousands of materials you can use to make a scent um uh he says that a lot of it is just marketing and association like as far as like saying it's the smell of a vagina. <laughs> like you can't really recreate something like that. Uh, and but he, you could get compounds that you could get. Yeah, but I don't think it's like actually going to ever truly smell like a vagina in a, in a way. I mean, that's according to him. And he, this person asked him how he would do it. Would they have to, how would they recreate someone's vagina? <laughs> Uh, and he this guy said that they've never been asked to do it but they wouldn't this guy thought that they would sniff and he's like no we wouldn't sniff (laughs) like like they're they're gonna go up to the vagina and go (sniffs) oh i was thinking you just take like a, a swab of it maybe that's a good idea but yeah he's he's basically saying like this is probably not something that it will never be truly like a vagina, like. Uh, but you get other scent compounds. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not a cool idea. I, I sure. think she should go for it. I think she could go for it, and it will definitely be interesting because incense have a little more smoky aspect to them that you can't really avoid yeah like a candle just, doesn't have
0: that right i think it's interesting that she's going with incense as opposed to a candle you're right because there's the smoke smoky yeah. element to it
1: now the other big celebrity news story that happened this week and i feel like we could probably do maybe some mini episodes or like pa- patreon episodes on it is the jessica simpson tell all memoir came out this week yeah did you read I read some of it. I saw a lot of people I knew reading this book. Some of the big reveals in this memoir... She was like, made a brief stint as an actress. Uh, her big role, I guess, was Daisy Duke and yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, so in this book, she talks about having an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville, who was the star of that movie. She's married to Nick Lachey, by the way, my least favorite band, boy, boy band as well. What was degrees. that? 98 Degrees. No one
0: liked 98 Degrees. Who liked them? They I have no idea.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: so. Although they had that one, they had one fast song, 98 Degrees, or like one like dance song. All their songs were ballads. The one dance song they had was, Give me just one night, una noche, a moment to be by your side. Here's the
1: thing with like pop bands. If they get a good producer, they're going to have a good song. Right. They're going to give it zero personality. But if the song's good enough, you're going to like it. Like, Here's the real take is that everyone
0: figured out the reason that Justin Timberlake was so successful is because he hooked up with the
1: Neptunes and Timbaland. Yeah. He got good producers. He got amazing producers. They were the top. I mean, Yeah. yeah. So... She basically, you know, reflects on this relationship with him in the book with Johnny Knoxville. Obviously, they're both married, so it was like an emotional affair, which she describes as being worse than a physical one, which is definitely true. How do you have an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville and not
0: sit on his face at the end of it? He's
1: hot. He's so hot. I mean, I guess she's kind of Christian-y and she was married, so maybe some people take those things seriously. We had the same hairdresser
0: (laughs) when I was in high school, and I... I just wanted him so bad. He's hot. He never came into the salon while I was there, but I, I was like, I can't believe your hands have touched my head. Where and his is head. he?
1: I feel like he's not doing anything. I feel like they
0: recently made another Jackass. Movie. Oh, okay.
1: Um. So the thing she liked about him was that she could be her true, authentic self around him, and he believed in her and laughed with her and not at her. She has like a real. When I was reading some of these but things about it, it had like a real Anna Nicole vibe to me, even though she was probably taken more seriously in a way cuz Anna Nicole was just not taken seriously at all.
0: Think about Jessica Simpson if i remember correctly, she had like there was like this creepy narrative with her dad kind of. Not that her oh, dad yeah. did anything no, creepy, no, no, no. but it was she was part of that whole era where it was like virginity was really pushed upon these pop stars. Yes,
1: but like, i definitely think she had more of a Weird christian she
0: definitely was the, the yeah. christianist one the
1: christian <laughs> the Christianiest one. she was the Christina was the least Christian, <laughs> and one. that's
0: why she was my favorite, <laughs> yeah, Christina
1: Aguilera, always my favorite. she's yeah, I, love I her. fucking love that and woman. Brittany had a little bit of that until she didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. so, yeah, they used to have, like write letters to each other and she called them prison pen pal letters. like that's how much they both hated their marriages at the time. whoa, uh, there was some. Uh, They talked about music. He, like, tried to get her into, like, Johnny Cash. So she just seems like someone who had no, like, she just hooks up with this fucking boy band guy, Nick Lachey. I mean,
0: they probably, I think they met on tour. Like, they, yeah, I mean, cause Jessica Simpson
1: burst onto the scene. She was 19. And then it was like a publicity thing yeah. to have them together. It's like an old school. They literally had a TV show. She said that, um, she asked him for a divorce. They weren't even talking to each other at that point. She asked Nick Lachey. Yes, for Yes. And that he went to her parents and begged her, begged her to stay. Um, he wanted to start therapy, but she had been begging him to start therapy long ago. And now when she was deciding to leave, he wanted to do it. Um, she basically was like, she said something really sad. I can't find it right here, but she said like, he didn't even like me Aww. and he wanted to like stay with me. It was like, not about me. Cause I know he didn't like me, which is such a sad thing to say. Now he like releases this song called what's left of me. It was like his big hit solo hit. Of course I don't know it. Um, and that was about their relationship. Uh, Jessica said she watched a documentary about Nick making his new album. And in the documentary she watched, Nick said he would be open to reconciling with her. So she was he was still kind of using their relationship to like promote himself. This is
0: after they got divorced.
1: Yes. Or we're in the process of it. Um, she's like, I kept watching him portray himself as the victim, casting me as the selfish person. Um, it was disrespectful and dragged me into this orbit when I was just starting to leave it. Uh, she said that she ended up calling Nick eventually because she did miss him, and he met up with her. Uh, and he sh- he made her listen to his new album, and it was all negative songs about her. That's
0: horrible!
1: <laughs> Isn't that horrible? First of all, she's being forced to listen to Nick Lachey. <laughs> Seriously, like it's horrible on multiple levels. Oh, this woman so awful. Now here's another really awful story. She said that. And she tells this to Jimmy Kimmel, she said, after the divorce, he was out of a relationship and he was out of a relationship. Uh, Justin Timberlake said that he wanted to come over and visit Jessica. So Je- Justin Timberlake goes over to Jessica's house. They shared like a nostalgic kiss. And Jessica said, she thought, oh, this is interesting. Then he took out his phone and texted Ryan Gosling about it because they had a long running bet about who would kiss her first. Here's what's really upsetting
0: about that. It's upsetting on many levels, but here's the thing that first sticks out to me, is that Jessica Simpson was up for the Mickey Mouse Club, but she just missed it. She didn't, yeah. She didn't get it. So, But she knew all those people. She knew yeah. all those people, so it's like, to me, I would just feel like if that happened— I mean, you just got to feel like such utter trash when he—how dare he—
1: it's such a trash thing. Like, I was angry. That was like the thing that really angered me. Except for the John Mayer stuff, also really angered me. Yeah. But yeah, isn't that so mean? And I was also kind of like, listen to me, disappointed in Ryan Gosling, <laughs> like that he would even like go along with that kind of thing. Like,
0: well, maybe Ryan Gosling just got the text. Out. It was that's a, true. It was probably a bet they made when they were thirteen. I know. And then Ryan was like,
1: to do it in front of her though is so that's disgusting. Up. Yeah, it's really disgusting. I'm sure
0: Ryan Gosling just randomly got the text.
1: Yeah, okay, that's good. It feels him. better about we that. We love him. Now, so she starts going out with John Mayer. That was a pretty big relationship. Right. Um, but she said that she always felt like every conversation was a competition with him. Oh. Um, she said, I was constantly worried that I wasn't smart enough. He was so clever and treated every com- com- conversation like it was a competition that he had to win.
0: Well, you know what? Jessica Simpson's probably really fun to hang out with. Yeah, she and seems probably fine. really enjoyable.
1: Yeah, so... There was like a lot of stuff with this John Mayer, um, in a few articles I read. Just like he really tried to make her feel stupid, and for some reason, I one hundred percent buy it. I totally like, see. I that. don't know. I can just picture. I can it.
0: picture. I know exactly what she's talking about. And
1: he was sort of sexually obsessed with her, but treated her like shit. Basically, like she was
0: like a conquest for yeah. him. Yeah.
1: So it's definitely like this type of guy who maybe goes out with this girl who's maybe not as smart as him. That's not that that matters. Uh, like she might be smart, but maybe she's not as educated she's smart or whatever. In yeah, in a different way. But he liked the uh, vibe of having this hot babe. Right. Because he's like a dork. Um, and then she did say that the reason she broke up with football player Tony Romo is that he caught an email from uh, John Mayer. To Jessica and he like pretty much broke up with her on the spot Wow! Uh, she doesn't say in these things this is
0: a juicy book
1: dude that's why I feel like it would be a good episode we We should have Molly come on because she has read that was like how I first heard about it she had like a thread with all these stories Um, but yeah so yeah I think that looks like a good book so maybe we'll go into it and find some more stories that are juicy I would love to hear more about John Mayer me too (laughs) Now, the biggest story of the week, obviously, is Papa John related. He came out this week in an interview that said he didn't eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. He had 40 pizzas in 30 days. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. Basically, he said that it's not the same um, as, as eating it because that's basically... His This is like, he's on the H3 podcast. He said the verb had. The what podcast? H3 podcast. Okay. The verb had wasn't the same as eaten. Oh. He said, here's a quote. Well, I didn't say I had eaten 40 pizzas in 30 days. I said I had 40 pizzas in 30 days. So the host of this show was a man named Ethan Klein. He kept pushing back, accusing him of playing fast and loose with his pizza lingo. But
0: what does that mean, had
1: then, to him? <laughs> so this guy said, hold on. We're going to split hairs here. When I say I had a pizza, that means I ate it. Then Shatner pulled out a picture of a pizza and said had usually means he's inspecting a pie or eating just part of it. When I said I had a pizza, it means I'm inspecting. I'm not eating every pizza. I may be eating parts of pizza. Shatner said he now eats (laughs) about eight or nine slices a week, but that he used to down 12 to 15 slices a week (laughs) when he was running Papa John's. What is I hate this guy's this guy. problem? I hate this guy. Can you even imagine? I mean, how do you? How he da- knows damn well what he sounded like he was saying. How dare you lie about this? What a what a fucking idiot! Like I I, I can't. No, I, I no hate this guy so much. No, he's, he's just awful. an awful person. So yeah, that was like. I think that was posted in our Facebook group like 10 times. And then I'm sure you got it (laughs) sent to you on Twitter.
0: Everyone out replied me.
1: (laughs) Someone sent me like the whole link to the podcast interview. I'm like, I'm not listening to (laughs) an hour long (laughs) podcast with John Schnatner. 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 No, thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. No, thank you. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a
1: free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? Recommendations. I got some recommendations. Okay, good. I listened to Your Own Backyard. I binged it this week. Wait, which one is is that? The oh, that's the one that Kristen Smart. Right. What a wild story. I have. I haven't finished it. I yeah, but I just.
0: Oh my God! It's so fr- that's like a frustrating case too. I don't want to give anything away for people who haven't heard it, so I won't. I'm just well. I want to talk about some stuff after the when we turn off the recording. Cause oh, okay. I, I just have some opinions. I mean, I think the guy uh, Chris Lambert, who does the show, he does a really amazing job. He really does this really great reporting on the case, so I I, I highly recommend it. It's very well produced. I watched a bunch of bad movies this week. Brendan's still out of town, so I'm just watching as much bad shit as I can while he's gone. Okay. It's just my choice every night. It's great. Yeah. So I just can watch the worst piece of shit ever, and I'm in heaven. What? So you're just watching bad shit? Yeah, just all the bad movies that are even too bad for us to watch together. Okay. because he I mean, he puts up with a lot of bad movies for me because I
1: love bad movies. I do too, but I never... I never know how to... Like, when I'm looking for something to watch, I don't have, like... Do you know what I mean? Like... Like, I'll just put on anything. I'll be like, oh, yeah. that sounds stupid. I'm not like that. I'm like someone who will look and look and look and has to, I like, I mean, look, me. I look.
0: It has to be the right kind of yeah. bad. It has yeah, to yeah, be yeah. the right kind of bad. But um, especially bad horror movies because, like, he's not really a horror movie person, but he likes, like, you know fucking highbrow shit more.
1: Right. But
0: uh, he's I forced him to watch so many like really bad like splatter movies and like really over the top bad shit from the seventies and eighties. So like he's
1: I like seventies horror the best. Yeah. Probably.
0: Anyway. Well he, he he hasn't had to suffer for the past few weeks. So I've just been That's watching good. all of it on my own with my cat. Uh it's been great. Uh, Maybe I should, I should make a list of like some really good, bad movies.
1: Well, hopefully we're going to get our website up soon so we can get all that stuff on one place. I think that would be good. Um, Okay. I didn't listen to this podcast, but I'm going to definitely listen to it this week. Uh, Someone posted it in our Facebook group. It's called Chasing Cosby.
0: Oh yeah. Did you see that? I've heard about it.
1: Um so I haven't gotten into it yet, but that definitely looks good to me. And then I saw this last minute before we started this episode um that there's going to be a podcast out um about the making making what is that movie called? Making a Murderer? Yeah, making a, I was like making Under, of a murder. There's going to be a true crime podcast from that team uh, about a different case. I think it's called Wrongful Conviction, False Confessions, and I think it's coming out pretty soon. It's a 13-episode podcast about real people who have admitted to crimes they did, did not compi- commit through coerced or false confessions. So that sounds kind of interesting. It's not about making a murder. It's but just from the people who, um, who did the Netflix show. So it's hosted by... Uh, Laura Nerider and Steve Dreisen, um, they're Northwestern law professors who represented Brendan Dassey in Making a Murderer. So I think it's produced by them and hosted by these the law team that represented Brendan Dassey. So that sounds kind of interesting if you want to uh, check it out. Obviously, I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know if it's good, but it seems interesting. I'll listen to it. Um, I did... Try to watch a few things this week. One thing I will recommend that I thought was pretty interesting is a documentary series on Netflix called The Pharmacist. It's not exactly true crime, but it's more along the lines of going after the pharmaceutical companies and it's like a father whose son died of an accidental opioid, opioid overdose. Um, it's pretty interesting if you like that kind of thing. And I started watching a show, uh, I think Allie Siegel recommended it, I did not like it, though. What was it? It's called The Stranger. Did you start watching it?
0: Oh, I I'm, see. I'm saving that to watch with Brendan because that's some kind of shit we would like.
1: I mean, I might start watching it again. It certainly has an interesting premise, but it's so low budget that it's really hard for me to like take seriously. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, It's definitely corny, but not in the... You know how like You was like very glossy and highly produced? Yeah. It made it seem like a little elevated. But when you're watching a low-budget shit show, you're just kind of like, come on. Is it British? I, yeah, I guess it's British. So it has that like British production level. You know what?
0: I will say, Brandon and I watch a lot of British TV. So you're kind of used to that. We watch a lot of British TV.
1: I honestly don't because I don't like that production quality. Yeah. It always seems like a it's like on a stage kind of
0: you know what's a good British show I think it's still I think you would really like it because it's really fucked up and dark it's called Marcella it's, oh I've heard about that it's great yeah I would I recommend that it's It's if you like true I mean I prime, like the higher level stuff like Broadchurch and like no watch Marcella it's great the, the lead actress in it she's fucking amazing and it's really dark and uh, it's fucked up I love it
1: yes so that's kind of what I watched, and I didn't get very far. There was another show Ali recommended that I started watching. I might continue that. It was called Locking Key. I think it might be a book series, oh yeah, I saw that. It that's was like
0: a tween thing, right?
1: yeah, but it's rated it's not like for teens oh, like it's, it's not? definitely I mean it might be teen older teens, yeah, it has like violence in it that I would probably not think a younger kid would watch, yeah, um, but maybe who knows. I mean, kids watch. Geno. I just
0: I have to hold off all the like good shit that's out right now to wait for Brendan to get back. But home. Lock
1: and Key was definitely more interesting to me than The Stranger. Yeah, I don't know. The Stranger is just a very corny premise where you're just kind of an, I just got annoyed with the lead character almost instantly, the guy. Cause I was just like, Oh, grow up. Like oh. once I say, Oh, grow up. It's very hard it's for me over to for feel you. for it's the, over for, for the character's plight. Cause it's just like, part of me is like, what are you doing? I would have stopped this nonsense two <laughs> seconds and then there's no show. <laughs> that's my problem. Uh, so yeah, I think that's all I watched. I didn't, I'm kind of behind on outsider. Um, I still haven't gotten to curb and I really want to. Oh, it's
0: great this season. I I just got busy this
1: week and whatever. Uh, Yeah. So food. Food. I made
0: another pot of chili this week. I did too. Dude, I know. I saw your Instagram story. I was like, (laughs) we're just chili hoes over here. I like cooking food that I can eat all week. Me too. I just like it. And I don't get sick of it. I never get sick of chili. I made another pot of turkey chili and I tweaked some things. I just did some slightly different things this time, Um, you know, and it was great. Um,
1: Yeah, I like it too. That's really all I ate this week. Uh, One thing I wrote down in food was muffalata. That's because I want one. Yeah. I did you eat one without me? You no, I didn't eat bitch. one without you. I did not eat one. But the day that you said that, for some reason, I looked at the Instagram and they did have a muffaletta that day. But it was like it, I wouldn't have been able to get it to you, or uh, it was like the store was almost closed. And it's but like, you what have are you it in do? your notes to get. It I do for have me. it in my notes to get it for you. I'm shocked you haven't had it because it's like every element of a sandwich you would like. I know. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll keep you posted on that
0: In case and you it's missed, called muffalata. It's the best <laughs> It's such a good name for a sandwich. In case you missed it last week, I have never had a muffalata sandwich before. Yeah. Which is surprising for me.
1: I mean, maybe I can buy the ingredients and we can make them fresh because that's oh. my worry. Is that it, it's like definitely a sandwich that could get soggy. because no, it has the, the oily. And, yeah,
0: but the bread's like pretty thick bread. It's yeah, if I, if I
1: brought it like instantly, but what if I can't get it instantly? That's the problem. Uh, we'll see. Okay. Look, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. Okay. So last week, Rachel suggested we do like a reply guy of the week because Desi and I
0: get a lot of at replies. Mm-hmm. I think every woman on the internet, specifically on Twitter, this is like a Twitter phenomenon. Right. Where you get like, you have these things called reply guys. Do you, do you want to explain what that is? Because we talk about I feel about like them it a has
1: uh, a variety of ways to be a reply guy. There's people who just reply a lot. Yeah, and they're fine. And they're fine. Like, whatever. And it we, is. Social media.
0: Yeah, and we don't <laughs> care. But then there's the, it's like really the, the kind that we have more like ire for or roll our eyes at are the ones who like, there's like the brand of reply guy who makes everything sexual. They take it to like a sexual level where it didn't need to be taken.
1: Or they need to one-up your joke or show how smart they are. The joke puncher uppers. Yeah. No one likes those. So this week, I actually had forgotten about it because it's like to come up with a reply guy of the week is so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wasn't anything I had to worry about. I knew there'd be something like.
0: No, I don't think we should say their names because I don't don't want them to have
1: publicity. No. We're not gonna give this guy. We do not negotiate with terrorists. And some of them are just funny. They're not necessarily bad or awful, but it's (laughs) just like why did you think you needed to say (laughs) this to me? (laughs) Because I'm, and, and by the way, we're only coming from a position where we're literally like so worried about bugging anyone, we hardly ever reply to people we don't know. But it's always like people.
0: It's like it's never just one reply guy that week. It's like this is after like a hundred different replies. Right. So this
1: poor guy might be getting the brunt of me <laughs> having to deal with bullshit. Because <laughs> there's just like at some point when you have a hundred mediocre nothing offensive replies you just get irritated you do you're like just don't waste your breath on this nonsense like if you, not you're- that I'm some celebrity but it's like you finally gonna take your shot and this is what you came up with like just come on like get your act together like I'm I take it seriously when I respond to someone I'm like I'm not gonna just waste it on like this, this
0: is why I never respond to people I don't know seriously
1: because with you I don't have to fucking care I'm just like haha <laughs> Like I don't care if I'm clever or whatever, because right. it's like a relationship. Anyway, so this week, I I think I shared this in a group, and Rachel's like, "That's your reply guy of the week," and I hadn't even <laughs> been thinking about it, but I was like, "Yeah." So I had deleted my tweets to it, but I remember what it was for. I was writing something about blowjobs, um, and I was I kind of had a few ideas in my mind, but I just put a tweet up on Twitter saying, "What are some like iconic pop culture blowjobs, like in movies or songs or whatever." I had already – obviously, I know Brown Bunny, but a lot of people put Brown Bunny. I mean, they're going to put things I already knew. I was trying to get more odd ones, but I ended up using the two I already like, had in my article. But, like – so, I put Brown Bunny, and then I said something like – No, somebody replied Brown Bunny. Oh, did someone – no, because Some- I deleted something with Brown Bunny, too, because I had then – Maybe you didn't see this, but I then I also said something like along the lines of like, I actually it's funny that you guys all said Brown Bunny because I had just watched it before I oh, tweeted right. this and I forgotten how fucking hardcore it was. Right. Like, it's literally you're seeing the like she's sucking a dick. Like, I don't know what I remembered, but I, I remembered it being like really. It was a intense. big deal when that movie it was came a big out. deal. So here's my reply guy of the week. So this is related to Brown Bunny. He responded to my tweet about Brown, Brown Bunny. A lot of people did mention it. Uh, and he said, it was uninspired and loses points for them having been in a relationship two out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it so was uninspired. I, first of all, like, why is this guy? I don't, it's not, I'm not sucking the dick. I don't need a review. <laughs> Of like the dick sucking scene. It's an iconic scene, whether you thought it was a great blowjob or not. Like, it doesn't even matter if it's a good blowjob. The fact that it was so realistic, that's the point, is that it made headlines, this blowjob. It's like probably the most iconic blowjob scene in a movie, like because of its realness. Like, I, in fact, that's the only thing anyone knows about Brown Bunny. That's the movie is it. the blowjob. like is the blowjob scene. No one saw that movie, but we just know the scene, the fucking scene. Like, and you can watch it on the internet if you're curious. But I also like that that he thought it lost points because they were really in a relationship. What's that about? I what is that? What? I guess he didn't think it was the fact that you can watch that scene and see Chloe Sevigny, who was like by that point, an Oscar nominated actress sucking dick on screen and not be impressed with her balls. <laughs> like to do that as like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's crazy. insane to me. Like, cause that is crazy that she did that. Like I mean, that is, that's like a big deal. Like you're not seeing Sandra Bullock blowing a guy like that in an indie movie. Like, right. That's like, risky like it, it was, doesn't matter that she's in a relationship with him
0: right and that's the other thing that's now that i think about a little bit more there's like levels to it. it's like i only wanted if the actress is really uncomfortable sucking the dick yeah it
1: doesn't count unless she doesn't want to do it <laughs> like truly <laughs> what is that about to suck your is boyfriend's he's dick on camera for the world to see
0: it's just the same it is really
1: dick. like an intense thing like that Pretty much, not that many people would do. I'm guessing, like it's crazy. Like, uh, so yeah, the two out of the ten, too. Like, so I, I don't really know what his point is. Like that he had to inform me is he like a film snob? (laughs) Does he take dick sucking that seriously that he has to review and rate? But he every
3: he
0: needs to let you Desi know that he, in case you ever give him a blowjob,
1: that do not model your blowjob after that one. That's what the message was. To oh, me. well, now I'm looking at his um, by the way, he's Canadian. Now I'm looking he's at his like bio. It matters. I don't know why. I thought they were polite. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> like you think he'd be like, I'm gonna give it a five just to be nice. <laughs> five out of ten. And then I just saw his bio is just doing what I can to exist without fucking up someone's day. Well, Kyle, you fucking failed. <laughs> you fucked up my day. Because I couldn't stop thinking about your reply. And the best thing to do when you have a reply guy is to look at their avi really blown up. <laughs> you know you love it, right? You yeah. got to blow that avi up. You got to blow like, that if Abby they up. have like a little side eye, side eye glance or like a little smug look with their reply, it makes it so fucking good, oh Rachel. Oh my God. Look, look at Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Not a bad looking reply guy.
0: Kyle's actually pretty cute. I'm going to
1: give him a two out of ten. No.
0: I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I like, no, Kyle's, you know Kyle's, Kyle's like no. Kyle, what? Kyle's like a
1: seven. I would say Kyle's a hard seven. He's a hard seven, and I'd give him more points if he wasn't so harsh about blowjobs. It's I his attitude. Kyle's kind of cute. He's look. He's a hard seven in real life in reply guy life he's a 10 oh yeah <laughs> this is by far that's one of my hot, hottest reply that's guys that's the
0: hottest reply guy i've that. ever seen i'm
1: blowing him up more he's got nice eyebrows he's dressed really well <laughs> he's probably like a little business guy <laughs> <laughs> but he's a little edgy because he has the plug earrings oh does he Yeah. Ooh, oh see i don't now so he's he, wearing, i'm taking a point off so
0: you know no i like that because you know that means he has lots of tattoos underneath his suit oh, and i think so that's so he hot. takes his
1: suit off so maybe he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> maybe you should ask him out. Kyle, wa- oh sorry, I'm not gonna say his- Kyle Bob <laughs> I just out. rewinded. I'm gonna put the junk uh, junk over there. Junk junk. junk. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my reply guy of the week. I thought it was actually. I'm giving him a lot of shit. It's a pretty good reply. It is because <laughs> there was a lot going on the, there. It's kind of like. I mean, you could. It's art. I'm saying an English teacher could have you pick that apart. We picked it apart. Yeah. It's not like some guy who's like, and then you stick it in your butt. (laughs) Like that would be like a classic reply guy. Like you're just like, hey guys, I had like an awesome uh, time today at the the burrito truck. And they're like, and then you shit it out your ass. (laughs) Like that's a classic reply guy. Can we talk about that for a second?
0: Of course. Here is something that is a phenomenon with reply guys. A reply guy, for some reason, always has to come. If you make if you talk about like something you ate or, or you post a picture of food, there will always be at least one guy who has to mention shit in that right. reply.
1: Like, it did it come out looking the same. Yeah. Or like, no. Oh, I bet that came out real messy. I feel like I just had one, but I probably deleted it I, on Instagram. I delete but it every was like, time. It was something I posted food and it's like,
3: yeah, you probably were farting the rest of the
1: day or something like that. I was like, I was like if this is a pickup line, you're sick. <laughs> There's something wrong with you if you think that that's going to get my attention in a, a good way. Like,
0: what do they think the reaction is supposed to be? It's like a very aggressive hostile it's thing. It's
1: really aggressive. We all know we all shit. Like it's not that I'm like, I don't do that, sir. <laughs> But it's like such a weird thing to say about like, I can't post a picture of food without you thinking about what it's going to come out later. <laughs>
0: Who thinks that way? But I feel like it's like supposed to be meant to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm dominating you by making you uncomfortable. With I think this it's comment. also like
1: a little bit trying to be funny, like, but in a really bad way. It's
0: aggressive.
1: It's like a male funny, not that I won't laugh at those kind of things. I certainly please do you know I certainly you know, am stupid okay. and laugh at Come fart on. and potty humor. But I don't want it from a stranger. It's
0: the same reason why whenever I get sexual at replies from people I don't know, it's creepy.
1: But but you can say something disgusting to me and it's not. Here's a funny one. I posted about blue cheese and some guy wrote, Yay, yeah, you're eating blue cheese again after hearing about Charles Lawton's schmegma fetish. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't delete that oh, one because that's pretty a funny. Look, like, if you're a listener, I love your replies, <laughs> unless they're stupid. <laughs>
0: okay. Should we go on to my reply? Oh, yeah.
1: Okay, good. Okay. I had a reply guy of the week.
0: Now, I don't, this person does not listen to Hollywood Crime Scene, but I know they listen to my other podcast, oh. 90 Day Fiance Slumber Party. This is a straight man who is obsessed with 90 Day Fiance Slumber Party. And the only reason I know this is because he recently got kicked out of a 90 Day Fiance Facebook group that I'm a part of because I recognized his Abby from that and from he's the same one on Twitter. Oh, I've seen that. He got kicked out for being creepy. So he replied me this week on Twitter because I tweeted, my upstairs neighbors are fucking hard right now because Mm -hmm. my, I wonder if they can hear us, my upstairs neighbor's. Fuck get it hard. on They fuck hard Okay And like the kind of Fucking hard word They have like a very They have like an old school bed That has like springs Why you would can you hear get that spring.
1: bed If you fuck hard It sounds like fucking In the 70s I love it It is hardcore uh, That is a traumatic sound for me I have to say <laughs> Yeah <Jesse. laughs> Those bed scream. I used to like Scream and knock stuff Like Ah I'm up. <laughs>
0: So you wouldn't hear mom get. Because I wanted them to know
1: I was up. Right. Like, calm down. Like, that would stop yeah, them. Like I would go into the kitchen and slam cabinet doors. <laughs> that was my other big thing. So I said, my
0: upstairs neighbors are fucking hard right now. And he at replies, if I recall correctly, they were fucking the other day, too. Good for them. My roommate and his girlfriend used to fuck all the time. And once she moved in, nothing. <laughs>
1: Good for them. I would love to fuck something. (laughs) First of all,
0: very creepy to say, if I recall correctly, they were fucking the other day, too. Yeah. Because don't reference my past tweets. Don't, yeah. don't, don't make it, don't remind me that you're like hanging on to every morsel of stupid information I tweet it's out into so, the universe. I hate when
1: people do that. I don't
0: want you to remember that shit I said. I
1: remember once someone said something, like, didn't you do that one time before? It's like, what are you, the, like two years ago? The like I looked police. up the tweet and I looked, it was like two years ago. I had said something similar about like a sim it was a different thing, but it was a similar situation when I was driving or something like right. that. And I was like, yeah, I do drive more than one day a year. <laughs> Sometimes things happen multiple times while I'm driving. Thank you, Carl. Or whatever his name was.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: So <clears throat> I was very upset by this. You he's done more though, like he replies, I mean, that's from this week but this you've is, showed me him before this
0: is someone who at replies nearly all of my tweets and all of my co-host tweets oh, okay of 90 day
1: fiance slumber party he's gonna be on 90 day fiance probably he, he seems like someone who will get one of those women he
0: seems like a candidate for the yeah. show
1: it's like the type of guy we know what we're talking we about we know
0: exactly <laughs> what we're talking about <laughs> this guy's gonna be on the show he's gonna be uh A train wreck favorite.
1: And he's going to be, he's like the type of guy, this is the thing I hate a 90 day fiance. When they're mean to the girl and it's like, you can't get anyone to fuck you.
0: How How dare you
1: you treat her like she's fucking owned by you. It's so disgusting. Like it drives me fucking crazy when they're like that.
0: So yeah, I mean, look, maybe mine's not as complex as yours, but I did get a story in this.
1: Yes. I did have to
0: know. I was forced to learn that his roommates used to fuck and now they Can don't. Can you
1: imagine if you were his roommate and you saw that at room? <laughs> how uncomfortable you would be? Like, if I was that roommate's girlfriend, I would move, make him move. Oh my God. Because you know this guy is like listening up with like a glass to the wall.
0: He's checking, <laughs> he is checking in on that. He, he noticed they used to fuck all the time, but once she moved in, nothing. He seems disappointed that they don't fuck anymore.
1: This guy... Uh, Well, why did he get kicked out of the group? For being creepy. It's like doing things like this?
0: Yeah, saying really creepy shit to the women in the group. I should block him.
1: Yeah, he's awful. And he's honestly not worth keeping around. We know what his replies are going to be in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if I was going to get more interesting replies, maybe we could keep them.
0: But yeah, but it's crazy because, like, I noticed, I'm like, who is this guy who keeps out replying me? And then the same week, I saw the guy with the exact same profile picture okay, he's been like banned from the group, guys. This is in the 90 Day Fiance Facebook group. Yeah, and then like all these women like, phew, thank God. Oh, thank God. He said some really, he hit me up in my DMs. Like Ugh. he was DMing women from the 90 Day Fiance group. Like,
1: Imagine that's your pickup place, a 90 Day Fiance group. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: It's really like, fucked. That's so weird. But he's like a super fan of the show. So he listens to all the 90 Day podcasts. Oh.
1: I wonder if he- Does af- he know 90 Day Gay's?
0: That was the Facebook group it was in.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. That
0: was the Facebook group it was in.
1: Interesting. So,
0: he listens to all the major 90-day pods. Okay. Very mm. disturbing.
1: Well, if you, I doubt
0: he listens to this show cuz he's never mentioned it before. Right. So I don't if think If he does? He, if you, this kay. is Hey, th- this take is your a warning. Hit. This is your warning. I'm going to you know block what? you. Tough if you, love. If you keep <laughs> at Replying Me Creepy yeah. Stuff, I know what you did to get kicked out of the group. I saw Ooh. those women.
1: They were scared of you. Starring and Jennifer Love Hewitt. I know <laughs> I know what you did to get kicked out of the group.
0: <laughs> I'm going to write that script. And you know what? That's going to be Jennifer Love Hew- Hewitt's comeback movie. Okay. That's going to be her comeback. And it's not going to be on Lifetime, Desi. It's no. going to be
1: on a major... What was the Lifetime one she did where she was like, it was like all Girls or something? It was something. like where she
0: was the massage masseuse.
1: Right. Yeah. That kind of looked good to me. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, it looked great. I
1: didn't watch it yet. Me, I really haven't well. seen it.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, cool. cool. That's it. Bye. Bye.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer.